Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And now, The Bonfire with Big J Okerson and Dan Soder. <laughs> yeah, finally, cool music from Seattle. Nothing, Lou? Well, I played it because Adam Carolla mentioned him. Allison James? Yes. Yeah. Well, you took him a while to get there, though. He's like, the, do you realize how vague it was? He goes, the guy, the Seattle guy who died. You go, that's a lot, dude. Yeah, he goes, you can huh? pick one. Outside of Pearl Jam, you can pick one in every band. Yeah, Pearl Jam didn't have anybody die. They're not cool enough. Did they have anybody die? No. We live forever. The drummer got fired. That's it. Right. Maybe he comes back with an AR-15 and fuckled, they, settles the score. Why'd they fire him? Uh, he didn't get along with Eddie. He was a dipshit, and he is, wanted to be famous too much. Is it true that they fired him at the end of that song where you hear the drumsticks get thrown? Rearview Mirror. No. Rearview Mirror. That's no, not true? No, he was fired before the next album, Vitology. Okay. But Rearview Mirror, that is, is that him throwing his drumsticks at the end? Because they pushed him so hard, he got so mad, he threw his drumsticks against the wall and, and threw a little hissy fit. At the end of Rearview Mirror? Yeah. I love that song. Yeah, at the end where he's like... Why did he throw? Why? Well, he at the very what? Um, they, were push, they were pushing him to do better at drumming, like do better for this song, service it better. And finally they pushed him so hard that he got the take and threw the drumsticks at the end and they kept him in because that was his best take. Yeah, all right. Well, they got him there. Fun facts, huh? Yeah, that is... I Joe List told me that. It wasn't that he got fired. It was that they were they like didn't like the way he was playing on the song and pushed him till he freaked no, out. No, no, no. They hated his personality. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, it is the bonfire. It's the lost tapes. Everybody, call it what you will. We call it the lost tapes. It's mm. Thursday, mm. and we're not here here, mm. but we're here now. Yeah, dude. Recording this for you then. Yeah, dude. This is a live show. Yeah, Jay wasn't around today yesterday, and he's back out of nowhere today. Somehow, I made it work. Terminator timeline, dude. Kyle yeah. Reese in it. Kyle Reeson, I am currently, as we speak, in Montreal. Decided to drive there. Oh. <clears throat> they kept wanting to switch flights and get me there like on a 6 a.m. flight. And I was like, if, if I go on a 6 a.m. flight, my day's fucking whacked out anyway. Mm-hmm. I leave at 8 o'clock, get there at 2 o'clock. You know what I mean? Like I'll have like a, an hour or two. I can still close my eyes for a little bit, get ready and go. You also have your car. I have my car there, yeah. And then dr- coming home is why I'm stoked to have my car. then you can go whatever. Because, yeah, I don't have to wake up at 3 a.m. because they're taking you to the airport at 3.30. With a bunch of other comics yeah, on yeah, that yeah. Sunday. And then that that, that cattle line to get through customs and on got, that end. And then, you know what, the, the thing is, is festivals are very fun, especially in, in Montreal. But when you see, you see other comics at festivals, it's great. Yeah. The travel day home, you don't want to have to have forced... Conversations, business at the talk, waiting. 
with a guy that you're that lives in LA that you're not going to see again for two years, and you just have to stand through that whole security line, and he's like, "Can you believe so and so?" That's where I've gotten into. Airport, by the way, it's it's their fake friendships that aren't real, like you're saying. You're very right about that. Or yeah. else, me and Chris Hardwick would be very close. Oh my God. Me and Glenn Howerton, Dennis from TV's Always Sunny. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you. The and Montreal Dennis? Comedy Festival, uh, waiting in lo- just being. It said it's that thing. When I, when I was out, did the world stands up in England? Yeah, with all those comics out there, like I was rooting for every comic, like they were my brother, <laughs> just because you're on a team together in some things. Yeah. So you know what I mean? So like, absolutely. When you're there, you're like, we all we all did this thing, and then uh, like I, whenever I see Sean Patton or his girlfriend Caitlin or Langston Kerman or Emmy Blotnick, I'm always like, Scotland, we made it through. Yeah, because there is point in, at every festival, no matter the length of the festival. There's a point where you're like, I'm ready to go home. Yeah, and if you have that moment with someone else, yeah, it bonds you. Oh yeah, where you're like, I want to no, go sure. home, it's and like, they're like, I want to go home too. And you're things like, long, huh? Yeah, and you're like, did you do that show? And you're like, fucking suck. Yeah, man. how was your thing over there, Dennis from Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah, <laughs> we're friends, friends through this line. Hey, Glenn Howerton, Dennis from TV's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Hey, Dennis System, what part of the Dennis System is this friendship? He's like, okay, man, if you don't mind, I'm just trying to... I go, I know, I hate small talk bullshit conversations at airports, too. Hey, Dennis. What's from, Mac like? Uh, always sunny in Philadelphia. What's Charlie like? Actor Glenn Howerton. Yeah. But no, you, you got to keep him in his character the whole time. What yeah. are the McPoyles like? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dennis. 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 Will you answer my question? <laughs> like, I like sitting behind him in first class. Still going, Dennis. Dennis. Dude, that flight... Remember uh, the guy with Tyson, the guy that was behind Tyson? Who he's deserved like, that ass But it's so funny, he's sitting there, he goes, Mike Tyson. He goes, hey, pussy. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's your instinct, is to hey, get him furious. <laughs> fuck you. I'm you glad Lennox hey, Lewis beat you up. Do you know that, Jacob? I thought you were making a face like you never heard that. No. You didn't hear Mike what happened? Tyson? This drunk guy on a flight was behind Mike Tyson and annoyed him and pissed him off so much that Mike Tyson ended up beating the shit out of him on this airplane. This was recently. I like that. Was that? Great. Oh, yeah. you'll love it. Oh, show Jacob that video, please. I should have done that when I sat next to Samoa Joe. It's so great. You should have gone, you were better in Ring of Honor. And he's like, what? And I'm like, your your Cobra clutch sucks. Yeah, dude, look at this guy. This guy is a dildo. Mike Tyson, bro. This shit crazy, bro. Mike Tyson. Dude, Mike Tyson, the first... The, it just jumps to him kicking Cut the show. Cut to... <laughs> the first couple, like the first three or four of Mike Tyson's going, oh, no, man, it's nice to meet you. I'm just trying to watch this movie. He definitely did, too. Yeah. He sure you know from Mike Tyson, he goes, okay, man, yeah, thank no, you. No, I appreciate it, man. If you could sit down, I'm trying to watch Hook. It's with, <laughs> it's with Dustin Hoffman and the late, great Robin Williams. Can you please let me watch this movie on the and then on when the he, And then when he got pissed off, when he found out it wasn't Hook, it was Pan. He goes, I was watching <laughs> Pan. Oh, my God, this is, any, this is about the creation of Peter Pan. Pan. Just punch the screen yeah. first. Uh, everybody gets a little peace. Or, yeah, or uh. the guy leaned over him and he went, I heard Robin Williams died choke jerking. He went, okay, that's just enough. Okay, hang on, pause. <laughs> pause. <laughs> pause that. Pause. Now give me some of that. Now, excuse me? I'm going to take some out of your sweet juicy ass. Yeah, he just beat but, it. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, Mike, Mike, <laughs> come on. We go again. What looks like another lawsuit for a black man. Uh, according to TMZ, they're saying that Mike Tyson loss is cool uh, or a fight that happened on an airline. Uh, TMZ was saying that, I will say you know, that kid's too young and stupid to get, though. I will say in his life, God forbid it happened to you, you know yourself, but you will always be able to say, because remember, that's a quite, that's up there with would you suck a cock for a million dollars? Would you let Mike Tyson, punch you, let Mike Tyson you? punch you for a million dollars? Because yeah. you're like, it's it's could very possibly kill you. Can you look up or what change the rest guy? of your life? 
But I mean, like, this guy's clowning around still after uh, taking those shots. So you're like, you know what, dude? That guy got punched by Mike Tyson. He's, like, still awake. What I keep thinking about is him being drunk and waking up and being like, did I get Mike Tyson to punch me on a flight? He goes, what happened to my eye? He goes, shut up. Do you don't remember? Sean, you don't remember? He's like, what happened? He goes... He goes. I remember there was that hot flight attendant, and then yeah. uh, and she kept, said, she was making. She I was like pour the drinks heavy, and she did. And then uh, I was watching Hook, and I passed out. Yeah, you <laughs> said that Peter McNeely could have owned him any other day. <laughs> he goes McNeely. I'm not even to white fighters. He started. Uh, you started grabbing your ears and saying, "Chomp on these, you yeah. psycho!" Why did you have to bite him, you pussy? Is what you said several <laughs> times. <over. laughs> you also said Customato deserved death. He deserved what he. That's got. when he snapped. Um, yeah, man, that's like oh, one of those ones God. where you, oh, is this the guy that did it? Uh, <clears throat> oh, he spoke after the that? main, uh, he's lawyered up. What a pussy. Fucking jerk off. Our client is a big Mike Tyson fan. The attorney says from Morgan and Morgan. When Mike Tyson boarded the plane, he became overly excited. At first, their interaction was cordial. At a certain point, Mr. Tyson clearly became agitated by the overly excited fan and began to strike him in an excessive manner. So he's he's based, the lawyer is spinning it like this guy was just pumped to see Mike Tyson. This guy's and doing that Mike that. Tyson turned on that thing <laughs> that he encouraged in the ring. This monster turned around and hurt my client, my poor client, my sweet little baby boy. <laughs> this little baby boy. I think. Uh, and really, Mike Tyson's like, yeah, he called me the N-word about three times in. So I turned around and had to punish him with the fourth of God. It's really, yeah, it's such a weird, like, uh... That is... That, that's a, it's not... A victim blaming is the wrong word for it, but it's just like, uh... It's a spin. It's, a, it's the, uh, this is This guy's defense is the... I got kicked out of the comedy club for laughing. I was helping the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that's what it is. He goes, yeah. oh, I guess you can't laugh. I guess they kick you out for laughing. Sorry, He's sorry. Like, yeah, you're the first person that's ever been removed for laughing at a comedy or club. Or this. I was agreeing with your jokes. Yeah. yeah, they don't. I what? was answering every hypothetical and rhetorical question you were asking. Those motherfuckers. You still get them ever? Yeah, I had one this weekend, yeah. There was a drunk married lady who was feeling good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely psyched on herself. I have, I've had I thought a, she was really hell, but everybody hated her. That's what I'm always taken by is when no one feels them hating them. Have you, Christine, bring up the, the great audio. Have you ever seen the uh, Afion? Did we watch that? The Afion Crockett? thing where the girl gets on stage have you ever seen that no the lady gets on stage and the audience is booing her relentlessly and she's still going like whatever she's saying it's like you're saying these terrible things like nobody wants who's to Afeon, hear it who's Afion crockett a uh, black circuit comic i guess he was like on wild and out i think for a while i know black lou right this guy um oh dude you're so down with the brothers uh, i forgot <laughs> guys i didn't pull out of my ass but we made a face at you um no if you crockett but he's a little bit of a younger thing. oh i know who I, he is. I ha- yeah i, I happen know to know uh he, he's like, but oh he's, no he's, i'm he's, totally down with him he's mtv oh that's my man he's mtv famous but he's uh Put it there slick Talented no, character. Not... <laughs> Give it here, Jack. <laughs> now you listen here, Jack. Um, he's a very talented sketch guy. <clears throat> I don't know I, his comedy. I've at seen. All. I know his face. I don't know his comedy at all. But whatever his comedy is, it's insane what this lady does. Uh, jumping on stage and the crowd's booing her, and she just does like the white lady like 
You guys agree with me. Like, she's just living in a world of, like, you guys all are with me. White Lady Force Field is one of the most powerful force fields I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it really is, dude. What they conjure up, really whatever is. whatever dark arts they use That's to a fucking... get their White Lady Force Field. And they got... That's a Mordor shield. It's one of yeah. those ones that cover your whole body so it's you can like, protect from flying uh, arrows. Take this, the eyes of a raven in the Chardon of Ney. Take, take this Pinot Noir. <laughs> and they drink it, and then they're like, I'm just saying... How I feel about the situation is just how it is. So, yo, was this Comedy Zone Charlotte too? That yep. club's having a rough time, huh? I mean, yeah, because the Craig Robinson. We'll get to that yeah, after this, for sure. Um, I'm there soon. <laughs> me and Andy Fiore will oh be Christ. there soon. So they got to bring a Fiore with me. Thank God, he's going to bring a pack like Rambo. Oh, for sure. I'm like, hey, get, Fury. That, because that guy won't make it out there if Fury wears both ankle guns. Fury has, Fury has his face like all in the fucking <laughs> brush. And he goes, hey, uh, I was like, hey, Fury, good set. How are they? He's like, they're good. They're a little tight on the left. I'm going to go get in the bird's nest. He's just, shimmy up, through. he's just up in a fucking sniper. Oh. He's just up there with a sniper rifle waiting for his him. His rifle's painted camouflage. <laughs> yeah. They go, Where, I wanted to say hi to Fury. I go, he's coming down. He's up in the, up in the ceiling. And you got to go, I'll get him for you. Ka-ka! I go, Ka-ka! <laughs> Oh, Tango, Tango Omega, and he comes off Here. the wall. <laughs> he goes, dude. He repels. He goes, I hadn't heard that YouTube joke. <laughs> talking about your set. That was good. He goes, is that new? <laughs> hey, man, nice to meet you. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about the Craig Robinson show, but watch this. This lady, it's so funny. When I, Why is she in fourth? They don't, they, I'm always taken back by their lack of discomfort or shouldn't you be embarrassed yeah dude i mean when you get on stage and the crowd's going no yeah boo or talking in the audience well, that's why when you, ever... them, you go boo and there's there's they say they just do it they're like, like doop a doop they do some dumb fucking old lady to wedding dance yeah because they can't what it is is if they did acknowledge the embarrassment their their brains would leak out of their ears if they really took the time to be like you'd be that disconnected as as i always find it funny when it's like an older adult too you're like you know what really makes so them weird mad? you don't understand like see what's happening here it's, it's such it, a bizarre thing like, i i always like again anyone older than me particularly when they act like that you're like i'm blown away i still always put the such value in like age yeah and someone being older like you probably know better than me do you know what I mean? I don't well, want to listen to a 23-year-old. Even though it's the right thing, I'd rather an older person tell me what to do with crypto than a 23-year-old. Even though it should be the opposite, I yeah. just think the older person's like, ah, here's why it's all bullshit. I'm like, I'm how probably you, with you. How do you do taxes? Yeah. The way to really drive it home with a drunk person being kicked out is because you can do the thing where you're like, when you kick them out, you're like, the rest of the crowd wants you gone and they cheer. Yeah. They don't acknowledge that. It's pretty... Uh, it's pretty immature to do this, but it's fun, and I did it in Providence. If you get the whole crowd to sing the na na na, hey hey, I was goodbye. just gonna start doing that like as a joke, but yeah, it's great. I got them to do it, sure. and I'm like, they're singing because they're happy you're leaving. So acknowledge that tomorrow morning when you wake up. I do that hit the road, crowd, Jack. That's yeah, that's your style. I'm not gonna step on your toes. <laughs> hit, hit the, the road, road, Jack. And don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit, hit the, the road. road. Ooh, that is more fun. Why don't you come? And then Justin pops in and goes, "What he saying? <laughs> hit the road, Jack. And don't you." <laughs> Justin in his line of dancing dogs that, <laughs> that he gets every single boys. He goes, let's show them, mutts. It's Justin in the mutts. But the, but the S is a Z. And they dance. M-U-T-T-Z. No now sit. Stay. <laughs> Playing pause. Play them off. Oh, shit. All right, let's watch this. Go play a little Ify on Crockett. <laughs> By the way, pause it also real quick because it is. Damn, dude, they have to use a white lady against a white lady. Oh yeah, it's an her magic is too strong. I think it's a manager. 
It's uh yeah. First of all, it's the fact she got on stage and it's like okay, as such a, a white lady thing. The way she's I mean? holding her hands like she's at a town hall. Yes, she have... thinks she's speaking on behalf of the audience. Like she can't. She's not even drinking in what's that. That's what I've always found funny when someone goes like, "I'm waiting for a joke. You suck." And you're like, out of the gates, you could definitely hammer somebody with that if they're bombing. Of course, sure. crush. It'll crush them. But it, it's funny when up what they don't realize when you're like. You realize you're in a very small minority of people who are hating this, and rather than excuse yourself and let them enjoy, you just you're just acknowledging. That's why they don't, she doesn't understand why they hate them. It's like you you're also saying like if you like him, you're wrong. But I don't even. You guys don't like him. You hate him. Read your son Sue. Never interrupt your enemy when he's making a mistake. <laughs> if he is fucking, if he's bombing, just leave. Just leave, and you're gonna hurt it more than. No, no, no. If you don't leave. If you heckle, if you say I'm waiting for a joke, you suck. When someone's bombing, you, that's going to hit like thunder. It's going to crush the comic. It's funny when I'm saying when you're killing. Yeah, dude. Or even just doing really good, and someone goes, "You suck. Get off the stage." You go, "It's." it's you just already know. It's like you just called out like everyone's not laughing. Also, when you know pointing that out to the audience is one of my favorite things ever. When like, just so you know, this person is calling all of you stupid fucking idiots because you're laughing funny. at this, and that's it makes like, them more angry at them. I was like that joke you used, where you go, "If you're if you're not laughing, you think I mean it's the truth. You yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you if you're not laughing, you think I mean this, and I don't mean this. If you're looking at me like earnestly, you're like, mm-hmm. it's wow, also funny when interesting. when it's clearly personal. Uh, at Laugh Boston, there was a Christmas party, and they were like drunk. And they left, and they they're like billions fans. You know, they don't fucking know. They don't listen to the bonfire. They don't know my comedy. They just know me from TV. And they're like, "We're we'll go see the TV guy. He'll talk about Paul Happy Giamatti. Ramadan, your Uncle Tom. <laughs> I thought this guy was gonna be rad." Yeah. <laughs> and then they they like went and did shots and came back. But it was like I was ten to fifteen minutes in, and the crowd was awesome. Yeah, you were a jukebox. And then they started talking, and I was like, "Ah, right, you guys, you guys got that Christmas energy party." Or Christmas party energy. You don't want to be at a comedy club. You want to be at a bar. What are you guys doing? And then the lady was, I was like, what do you guys do? And they're like, marketing. I was like, ew, ew, just making fun of them. I'm like, do you have a slick way to spin this? And then this guy goes, write better jokes. And I was like, oh, you're just mad that I'm making fun of what you, like, it's clear you're just mad at me because he was in that group. And Uh I was like, get the fuck out of here. And when you say that, when you can tell someone to leave, Patrice, that was the first time I ever saw it happen, where he's like, I'll pay for your bill. Get out of here. It's the coolest move in the world because yep. you're going like, I'll take care of that. So this doesn't come out of your pocket. Leave. You're not having fun. And they're like, but you're supposed to want to want me to like you. And that's you're like, fun. yeah, I don't fucking care. I think you're, you suck. And then that's when they always like. I like telling them when they're leaving because usually it is the case. I'm like, just so you guys know, uh, as they're walking out, like, just so you know, the club wanted to kick you guys out on the last comic. I said, no, I bet I can make them leave. Yeah, you you did the whole. I stood up for you, but I stood up. for No, you. no, 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 not that. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, just see, like, as they're walking out, feeling like they're doing, like, the yeah, the thing, like, well, we're out of here. I go, just so you know, like, they we're gonna kick you out. <laughs> it's usually true. I go, they were gonna kick you yeah. out like a half hour ago, but, but I, I said, leave them there. I'll make get them to leave. Yeah, so you're actually fulfilling my <laughs> yeah, prophecy. Like, so good job, everybody. They're like, I'm I'm fucking up the show, and you're like, you're actually doing exactly what I wanted. The you one, to do. Christine, were you there for that? The one in Providence. When I told him, like, I go, you guys, I go, you guys don't stop or something. Like, you're gonna be like, you're not gonna make it 20 minutes into the show. And then, like, when the last one, they left like in like three, and then five more left. And every time they were walking, someone tried to say something smart ass. Yeah. And then when the last one goes out, it was so close. Whatever it was, it was like 1936. <laughs> Fucking wow, we did it. They didn't make it 20 <laughs> minutes. It, it was something like yes, there was some yeah. awesome like 
fun fact that just happened to work out that I made a, some random time of like they'll be out of here and yeah. they were out of there like in that like exact time. I would love a reality show that follows people after they're kicked out of a comedy club. Where they go? Do they go to a bar? Do they go to their house and just like give interviews, just like angry interviews? And then the rest of the show should be the same film crew comes over the next morning. And then they're like, how do you feel? And if they're still like, there's still heat, or if they're like, I, yeah, I don't know, I got to stop drinking when I go out. Or like if the wife is like, ah, I made a mistake. I, I thought he said something. And I really want to like how see about, that documented. How about someone being removed and going like, I was a fan, bro. It's like, and no, you're not right. now because you're being removed? Because like, you're, you're a problem? A problem? <laughs> like, he goes, ah, man, thought you were cooler than that. Thought you wouldn't mind if I came and threw up in the front row and punched my girlfriend. Thought you'd be mad if I threw a drink at you because you said mom's dead, bud. <laughs> yeah. Damn, dude, you're you're fucking lame. You're libtard. Yeah, dude. Fucking lame asshole. Let's see this lady. Speaking of lame assholes. Atheon Crockett. What's the problem? What's the problem? Huh? What's the problem? That host really wants her to get off the stage. Oh, this might be Jacksonville. Pause it. That is Jacksonville, but pause it because that manager right there, mm -hmm. that manager, uh, when I was down there last time, they were. I was trying to tell them, like, they have a nice room. That Jacksonville, it's in a shit motel, mm -hmm. but it's a, it's a really good room. It's shaped well. It's just set up good. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was a manager, and I, I was just like, she's 20, like, three or something and i go uh freedom is coming i'm like pablo francisco you got that one coming go, that's a wild card huh she goes i've never heard of him no and i was like well, she goes i know nothing about comedy and she's like in charge of like the thing like the like the promotions and Dude, it was it's they, insane when you're on the road she and said like she someone had no but she goes, and she goes she goes no i goes i got she had the job for like three months and she was like i'm only gonna do this for like four more months and i'm gonna go back to school or some shit like that I'm like when you Whoa. see some when you see someone that's completely apathetic and it's just like a restaurant job to them it's the best because it takes away any of your like you ready to see a fun show? They're like, I don't care what you do. And you're like, dude, a seven month, mm -hmm. uh, uh, someone with a career plan of working there for seven months, passing or failing young comics that come through is wacky as shit. It's crazy. <laughs> or, you know, giving the go ahead. He goes, this guy's been doing, you know, they ask the managers who's doing good or whatever. The, the, it's the, insane. She's like, I don't know anything about it. She goes, she, she was sweet. She's very sweet. It's not her fault. I'm like, why would they hire someone who says out loud? She goes, I know nothing about I don't understand. I don't know any of it. The apathy is so funny. And they're just like, yeah, I don't really care. And then they just fucking, it's like, the, and then like, they're impressed with you, but they're impressed with you in a way they're impressed with a hibachi chef. Where <laughs> yes. they're like, hey, oh, he's doing was, the thing. Was, oh, that was a cool onion volcano. All right, well, anyways, I got to go study for my test. And you're like, this is my life's work. Oh, I, I oh yeah, dude, a, man a manager that's like really involved in other things. Yeah, my God, dude, I love it. it there really is something so funny because- all the great comedy managers that you know for the years and years, they some mostly well, talk about You know, I like I like Scott. I've grown to like Scott Scott's a lot. Scott's great. And by the way, his like he manages that comedy club and, and fishes for steelhead. Tells me about his fishing every time we Love hang it. out. I don't know a goddamn thing about it, dude. He knows when I go to Cleveland, I want some I want some corn slimans. beef. I want some slimans in the morning, and I'll be fucking super easy. You know, I'm gonna be smoking a joint back by the dumpster. I don't bother anybody. Yeah, yeah. I go out, I go out back and smoke. 
I eat a nice, I have myself a nice meal sometimes. But they like, they still like comedy. And Nick, the owner, is amazing. You know, come by and be like, I would a great week or whatever. But when you see these, like these people that are just like, (laughs) oh, this is a temporary stop. I don't give a shit about any of this. And you're like, so when Jay, Jay's basically like an old fisherman warning her of a storm that's named Pablo Francisco. (laughs) And she's like, could be a a phenomenal weekend. The guy's highly talented. Or it could be like, uh, something like this where uh, someone gets on stage Jay's just, tie, Jay's just tying his <laughs> boat to the dock and she's there and he's going you've got Pablo Francisco coming that could be a bad one who? Yeah, I don't care I'm in, I'm gonna go find fish in the sea who? sometimes the sea doesn't want you to find fish she just it was so funny she goes, and then oh, she's in this she's in this video that. where she she's got to stop a drunk good for white her though <laughs> good for her jumping up there and being ma- getting, trying to get her off she the walked stage. off <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she does just give up at one point. <laughs> just like, you just watch her go like, I tried. Yeah, you're not wrong. She does not care about this show. Yeah, dude. Oh, Sweetheart, though. It's, comedy, I think, is like, that's the best when you just see that it's, you know. I think you had her whole story. She's like, her parents, like, she, she has to go back to college or something. It was, it was like just her year of like, I mean, you don't want school. a whole staff of like hardcore comedy fans. Like when I was hiring, you kind of want, you know, like dancer girls, girls have their own thing going on. Yeah. You know, you, you can't have like There's, all the groupies. Put a, put a pin in this. But you pin. need somebody that knows what's up. Put a, pin, put a pin in something I want to say, just a topic I need to remember because I didn't, one of the things I didn't write down, but I knew I'd remember and I almost forgot is some city has officially. <laughs> made a shift of police work the entire shift is females we will get to that let's finish this Afion Crockett thing. um yeah also that's a I mean, even we may have even talked about it earlier this week but like my, it, it would that's a that's crazy yeah we're gonna absolutely talk about it. i wrote it down so we won't forget okay. it um my favorite is there's this waitress at the stand that works there now that i was like just bullshitting with or whatever i'm like yeah fucking you gotta watch another one of these shows huh it's like that and she goes yeah i'm funnier than everybody i've seen and you're like <laughs> Wow. I don't think that's true. They're also not supposed to say stuff like that to the comics. But she that's said a, that. That's a She training. said that and I was like, <laughs> I, I almost, uh, she said that and I wanted to be like, do you want to do five minutes? Because I really want to see, because what if she's right? <laughs> what if she just goes <laughs> up and just fucking levels the room and you're like, that's some of the greatest comedy I've ever uh, seen in my life. There's a way you can get a, a person who's heckling to come on stage and humiliate themselves in a microphone doing comedy. But when that's done, like in desperate like anger at an audience member when it's like it's a, it's new comics always. always i'm sure i said it at one point but just someone who's being and you're trying to get the crowd to have like more like oh for you yeah and you don't know that's that's an early one fix it's always sort of that you're almost kind of rope a doping yeah when you uh draw somebody in but that fucking like oh man the two rules you never bring them on stage or i don't know about you but never second, give them you never hand them the microphone it does change a lot when you hand the microphone but let's then just they're like there ain't you ain't getting that shit back mm-hmm. but just like say that when that thing of like, why don't you get up here? Yeah. If you think it's so That's easy I, to do this, and the person in the audience really going like, uh, well, I never said I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just they said do have you, a valid argument. I just goes, said you can't do it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm being a possible. I'm being one of the possible problems you might encounter in open mic comedy, and you're not handling it well. Yeah, you, you're going to get mad at stop signs if you're learning how to drive. Why don't you get up here and try? He goes. I don't think I'm that funny. That's, I think I'm funnier than you. Yeah. That's why. I, but I don't think I would be good at this. That John Dor Rory Scovel bit on Conan was perfect. Where he's like, why don't you get up here? And it's Rory Scovel. Then so he goes funny. up and starts doing stand up. And then John Dor to Conan's like, what do you think? And then Conan's like, well, you think you can do this? And they all move down the desk. And so Rory like, Scovel like playing like a security guard or something. Yeah. He, like, he yeah. starts. No, he's an audience member, okay. I think. And then he moves and does you the stand up. Yeah, they all are, are making fun of how. He, 
Yeah, and then they like so funny, and then they all move down the thing into where it's it's. I think it's like John Dor interview. It's like John is in the Conan seat, Rory's in the Andy seat, yeah, and then like Conan pit. and yeah, it's fucking great because they also do the duel where they're duel dueling jokes, where they're doing like oh we accidentally booked this at the same time, yeah. So yeah. Rory and John do their sets at the same time. I think that's that's what this is here. That's what she's which is very up. funny. But yeah. then he does the it's like not the same thing. Oh, you think you can do this? Because they used to do that live. Yeah, this uh, isn't it. Where John Dore at a live show would just be doing stand up and Rory would be in the crowd and he'd be like heckling him. And then John Dore would be like, Well, you think you can do this? And Rory's a phenomenal comedian. So he would just go up and kill. <laughs> and then everyone would be like, What the fuck? But if you knew, it, it worked because if you knew who Rory Scovel was, it was even funnier. And if you didn't know him, you were kind of like, Oh, this guy's killing. This guy can do it. That's Let's great. watch the end of this. Like, we haven't gotten to the lady. When the crowd doesn't like her and she just doesn't feel it. Well, go back a little bit because go back to like twenty five seconds. Yeah, that's fine because I want to see her bail. She's like, "Lady, this is a temp job. I need you to get off stage because the audio is pretty bad." She's so like, we're gonna I'm have gonna to kill this black motherfucker. She's like, "All right, I'm out. Okay, <laughs> like, well, you know what? I'm going back to school in the summer. Right. So we're in Florida. Stay in your ground state." <laughs> She's like, "Well." I'm out of here. What do you Bye. Want to know? What do you want to know? I'm a woman. We know you're a woman. We can tell. I'm married to a man. Okay. Good. How? How am I insulting people by talking about sexual matters between adults? I'm talking about consenting adults here. I have sex. I have sex with women. Even if you're talking about non-consenting adults, what difference? Yeah. What? Make? What is your problem when you go like you're offending people? It's like the crowd just booed you for saying that. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're I'm already, saying. They don't you're feel already it. wrong. It's they're impervious to it. She's like, simple man. I have a white woman shield. Impervious the right word for that? Impervious, yeah. Okay. But I'm also terrible with words. Yeah, but I'm going to go with you. Okay. <laughs> Blind leading the blind, dude. Yes. Let's get into it. Impervious? Goes, Absolutely. <laughs> 100% that's what it means. <laughs> dude, nailed it. <laughs> Signed off. <laughs> dude, I'll co-sign your loan. <laughs> So me being up here describing my life is insulting to you? Then how you how can you speak for the whole crowd and tell me that I'm insulting them? Who is anybody insulting? <laughs> it's at that Sounds moment. Like it's at that moment she knew she fucked up. She knows she's fucked up right I don't now think so. because I think you're wrong. I, are you sure? Because she like tried to. If she was like, <laughs> even the point, you're wrong. That's the point I'm making. Is that moment right there? You think she would be like, they're not, she just is like, oh, they're just saying this because they feel bad for you. Do you know what I mean? And mm. she's, she's, she thinks she's steering the ship here completely. What? Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, what's going on? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
everybody needs a little help in life. Uh, I've been going to therapy for years, and BetterHelp is an amazing way to do it. Why? Because you need a neutral place. You need somewhere to go to set your goals, to have somebody help you, guide you, focus you on achieving the things you want to get to. A lot of days people wake up and try to white-knuckle life. That's not the way to do it. And sometimes there's a lot of stuff you can't talk to about my wife. I can't talk to her with friends. I need a neutral place where I can say and be honest and let it all out and let the heavy load of life off my shoulders with somebody who's professional. And that's where BetterHelp stays in. The best way to squeeze the special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy, it can help you find what matters to you so you can do more in life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, which is awesome, designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule, not theirs. Just fill out a brief questionnaire. You, you get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime you want. There's no additional charge. If you don't like that person, find somebody you vibe with, which is important at no extra charge. Here's the deal. Learn to make time for what makes you happy. With BetterHelp, visit BetterHelp.com slash bonfire. Today, you get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bonfire. Go now. Become a better person. Real quick, let's talk about one of our awesome sponsors over here at the Bonfire, and that is Metro by T-Mobile. Mmm. Isn't it obnoxious when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine printer bills that seem to go up for no dang reason at all? I hate that. Actually, brands usually want me to say a lot of yada yada when I do ads like this. But at Metro by T-Mobile, there's nada yada yada. That means no contracts, no price hikes, no surprises. They don't even want me to speed through the legal. So here it is. When they say no price hikes when you join, they mean your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data plans. Their only exclusions are for limited time promos, per-use charges, and third-party services. I guess that really is... Nada, yada, yada. Go to Metro by T-Mobile right now and switch while you can. That's Metro by T-Mobile. Nada, yada, yada. Hey, real quick, let's talk about one of our amazing sponsors over here at the Bonfire, and that is Babbel, everybody. You know, one in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college, and Babbel has over 10 million subscriptions sold to date. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Bobby. What's up, Jay? How are you? I am doing bueno. Bueno. Yeah. That's what I learned from Babbel so far. I learned one Bueno. Want to know what I learned from Babbel? Buenos noches. Non paletano, molto bene. What? Scusi. You watch your mouth. Bueno note. Omerta. Bueno seres. <laughs> La Costa Nostra. Roberto. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash bonfire. Get 55% <laughs> off at babbel.com slash bonfire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bonfire. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sounding yes over here. They're telling her to get off stage. The staff, she's just not. There's several staff members on stage. Now she refuses. 
She's like, don't touch me. Don't touch me. She looks like uh, Lady Hulk Hogan. Bye, Karen. I'm out of Karen. It could have been made way funnier. I hate to say. I mean, got too serious on the stage. Walk up! If I said thing about my life! All right, settle down, Joe Clark. <laughs> and she she was so drunk that she just kept doing the confused, like she doesn't even know how she got what up here. What is this? I, how did I get here? I was I in a DSW know. shoe warehouse. She goes, at one time we're at Applebee's, and then we're having their... <laughs> July coconut frozen margaritas. I'm at this drugs and hooker motel, and I, I make a left. I'm in a goddamn comedy show. And then I'm sitting through a guy talking about being from Jacksonville, the MC set. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing I know, there's a different guy up there. He starts talking about, I don't know, he said there's like an Arby's where they're always shooting it up over on Mulcahy. I, I'm coming down, and I'm coming down hard. So I get a couple <laughs> of Don Rickles. Those are. I got the Zaps. That's Kahlua. And <laughs> a Don Rickles. I got a Don Rickles and an Eddie Don Murphy. Don Rickleritas. Yeah, I got a Don Rickleritas. Oh, man, when they just take dead legends and name cocktails oh, after them. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know. They're not even like, fucking clever with it anymore. Like, Andrew Dice Martini. Yeah. Yeah. The, dude, the Bernie Mac and cheese. It's, it's always called. Oh, yeah. It's always called the Bernie Mac, Bernie Mac and cheese. It's always the Bernie Mac and cheese. And you know that they penned it being like, so got it. <laughs> oh. Why would it not be the Bernie Mac and cheese, yeah. really? Oh, my God, dude. Uh. It's pretty terrible. Bill, like what the uh, uh, Penne and Teller? <laughs> dude, can I get a bottle of the Billy Cristal? <laughs> Billy Cristal. Say it. Say it as you pop it. He goes, you look marvelous. <laughs> you look marvelous. Say it with feeling. Say it. You look marvelous. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, they always do. It. Every city. Whenever I see it, I'll just immediately toss the menu when it's like, Ugh. you know. I said before, we were more upset. Penny and Teller. It's great. Dude, comedy club ones. Yeah. I'll tell you, the Laugh House made for a little while. They had a Big J meatloaf or a meatball parm sandwich. That I'm like, that's not really... It's not me at all. My thing at all. Do a cheesesteak stromboli. Oh, you know what? I swear to you. I've told this story a lot in my life, and it just hit me right now. Meatball. Fat. Got it. Mm. Didn't get that at first. Mm. Now it all hit me. Oh, no. Oh, now it all hurts retroactively. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Rebecca, Rebecca. I'm mate. not worthy of love. I'm a fat meatball parm. No, no, you're not. You're a tasty meatball parm. I'm a fat meatball no. parm. Jacob won't even eat me because he doesn't do meat and cheese. <laughs> yeah, Jacob, you've made Jay feel bad now because of your diet choices. Well, no, I just found out the black comedy club I started out was calling me a fat meatball sandwich. <laughs> there, I'll tell you what we should name the sandwich after that. Meatball white boy. Yeah. That tub of shit looks like three meatballs under a motherfucking yeah, sweater. I mean, with some cheese on it, too. Yeah. Who put those five meatballs in a FUBU sweatshirt? <laughs> He's a meatball parm. Uh, <laughs> oh, the meatball parm should have been my black car. I wish I could go back in time. Dude, if you're a meatball parm. It'd be meatball parm until I do a hard turn into Jay Okerson. And you have to ask several people to stop calling you meatball parm. Yeah, oh, that's, that's the best part. He goes, meatball. He goes, dude, dude, dude. Dude, dude, I'm Jay Okerson. This is the mainstream clubs. Guys, hey, this is the comic strip. I'm going to need you to call me Guys, Jay Okerson. Do me a favor. Yeah. And the host goes, y'all ready for your closer? Meatball. Jay Okerson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. 
It's so funny. I'm so accepting of someone's uh, wacky nickname, and then when you're the asshole for still calling them that, I went too long with Mad Dog. Yeah. Uh, but I still think I call him the dog when I see him. So do I. The mad Dog. It's going to slip up. Why did when I, I slip up? When I, saw I was a, told by him to call him that at first. When I saw Sauce in L.A., and I was like, what's up, Sauce? And he's like, it's David. And you're like, okay. Bobby Kelly had a moment where he was like- I'm Robert Kelly. And made it a real thing. When he called me for the it's first time- It's over now. For the first time. <laughs> that's over now? Thank God, because in fact, I want a heavy call him on next time yeah, I yeah. see him. Like, Do you remember when you bullied all of us? Dude, we were younger comics and afraid of you, and you're like, don't call me fucking Bobby. Dude, I swear to God, that was the right when I started opening for him. Yeah, because he he like DeRosa recommended me to him, and he called me, and he's like, "Is this Dan Souda?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "This is Robert Kelly." I go, "Oh, Bobby Kelly." And he goes, "Robert Kelly." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." I was terrified of him. Uh, Billy like, Burr, Billy Burr had it hard. That was a hard like. Well, he's got don't his call old, me Billy anymore. His old headshot at the cellar says Billy Burr. Yeah, yeah. But when they don't when they don't want you to do it anymore, it's like, Crazy. dude. And they're like, dude, come on with that already. He goes, I'm. You told me to say the other. It wasn't like someone told me your name's Fuckface, and you're like, no, it's Jim. <laughs> yeah. And then I start going, like, hey, Fuckface. He goes, I, I would know it's not fuck. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you th- what? A, you we, responded to Billy and Bobby for so long. We should ask Florentine at what? Do you stop being Jam and Jim? Oh yeah, because he was jamming Jim Florentine. Jamming Jim Florentine. That does not make the long term transition. God bless him for coming out of that. That's a good one. (laughs) Damn, dude, coming out of that is tough. Forget forget my years as Meatball Parm. (laughs) Back when you were at the Laugh House as Meatball Parm, dude. When I started in Tucson, Meatball Parm. That doesn't roll bad. I was the Gringo Cabeza (laughs) in Tucson. That was my what the American head. Yeah, that was the. But dude, in real life, when that happens, it's funny. I grew up with this kid, Nick, Nicholas, uh-huh. but he went by Nicky. Yeah. And then like we stopped hanging out in high Ew. school, and then like Ew. he was tough. He was a tough kid. And then we like grow I guess up. I know I've Nicky boys before you. Yeah. But then I was like, "Hey, Nicky," and he's like, "It's Nick," and he could fight. So yeah. immediately you're like, "Yeah, it's Nick." It's totally Nick. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna call you Nicholas. I was gonna give you the full Christian. There's Jam and Jim. Dude, that headshot is wild. Great. That is oh great. Gosh. You didn't know that, Black Lou? No. That's oh his God. headshot up at the strip still. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jam and Jim Florentine. Wow. Jam and Jim. It's great. He was just Jam and Jim. Yo, I should go do uh, Amateur Night at the Apollo. As Meatball Parm. As Meatball Parm. Y'all give it up for Meatball Parm and do your old act. Or I, No, I want to write a new Black Comedy Club act. And just crush. Huh? Because Black Lou and I were talking about we never did the Tournament of Panderers. We oh, never did the yeah. Pander Bear Tournament. Oh, yeah. We, we got to have Boss in for that. Yeah, for sure. We'll do it when you get back from Montreal. Oh, Montreal? Le Montreal. I'm there right now. Uh, probably nuts deep into a poutine right now. Uh, that's uh, that's Cana- French-Canadian fr- fries with gravy. Jacob. <laughs> Jacob doesn't really travel much. Uncultured asshole. I, uh, yes, Jacob, that's what French Canada is all about. Jason, gravy fries. Jacob, I take me to Expectation, and I'm very excited. I'm so jealous. Expe- oh, Expectation's the one by the... Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. I love Expectation. Do you really? Yeah. It's just like a diner. It's fine. That's our first date. Oh, my God. She's not wrong. It yeah. was. Expectation was where I... Met up with this management because I did new faces. I did unrepped. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, a, there's an asterisk. I did new faces unrepped. So it was all about just trying to get management. And these corny ass LA people were like, 
let's meet at like 10 in the morning and I was so hungover from <laughs> drinking oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I went and I was like I didn't didn't like him at all and I just ordered a beer and a shot because <laughs> I was you know and the lady goes that's fun I'm gonna have a Bloody Mary. <laughs> Watching them LA into the, your drinking problem. That's fun. She goes, that's fun. I always think of that stupid that's lady. That's fun. That's fun. And it's like, let's all do that. Fun. You guys want to tie off? Shots, 10 a.m. Yeah, I'm going to throw up in that plant over there. You're like, I'm trying not to get sick. Yeah. I'm doing this so I don't throw up in front of you. Uh, but expectation, you know, the food's all right. Eggs Benedict's great. It's it, good. It's it's I know. It's just, it's emotional for her. Yeah, it's, she's got an attachment to it. Yeah, the first time she went there, my scuzz was all over her oh, belly. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I had, I had interrupted trying to get my carton of smokes from you. <laughs> that was the same year. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think she texted you to come up. It was to get, and I needed yeah. my cigarette. No, I needed my cigarettes from you. Because you bought me cigarettes at the duty-free, flying up. And I ran out of cigarettes, and you're like, "I'll get you cheap cigarettes." And then I couldn't get a hold of you because you were you were trying to hook up with Christine. So I texted Christine, and I was like, "Hey, I need my cigarettes." And she's like, "Come up here and get them." And I was like, "That's when I opened the door, and it was like Benny Hill. You guys were like running all over the room." <laughs> <laughs> and Wayne was just there. And Wayne's on the bed, and he's like, "Hey, pal, your cigarettes are over there." And I went, yeah. in and I was like, "Thanks, you Wayne." Want a piece of pizza? Yeah. And then I went back to the uh, trilon. Would you like a piece of pizza? Um, I wish I was. Man, safe. getting a fresh pack of smokes, I miss it. Oh, getting a fresh pack. Cellophane off. I still get the feeling when I put a like new cartridge in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, you know, I nice. get it. But man, opening a fucking full pack of smokes. Christine's gonna grab me a carton on her way up. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm gonna get a carton on my way up. Christine, grab a carton. <sighs> Living that carton life. Oh yeah, there's no duty free driving through. <clears throat> yeah, there is. You can. Yeah, it's like, but it's like before. There's no other exits. Ah, okay. It's like a duty-free thing. Yeah, for sure. I didn't know that. But you have to go in. Yeah. To go like, roadside. But how shop. do you prove it? Huh? You just show them you're American? Oh, you have to. Like, like duty-free, like driving yeah. is different. Because like duty-free flying, they don't you, it's, it's like 300 yards from the border. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Are you excited to go back? You haven't been back to Montreal since 2019. No. Uh, not at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The Nasty Show. It's so exciting. Yeah, it'll it'll be fun to host the Nasty Show. I think. Great lineup: Bobby Kelly, Yamanika, Josh Adam Myers, um, uh, Sophie Buttle. Sophie Buttle rules. It's, it's gonna be fun. Uh, it's gonna be good. Yeah, Lisa Traeger. Lisa I feel Traeger. like Jay never looks forward to festivals, but has a good time at them. I would say he's a, he's in his element in a festival. I don't think so at all. I think so. Uh, Christine keeps telling me I always have a great time, but she's you have not the right. Best time. <laughs> Is there? Are they doing the jam? Uh, one, but I'm not doing it. It's outside. It's during the nasty show. I think Josh isn't on that nasty show that night. They put him out in the old. He's on the outside jam. Oh, the, the one you did when you did Nickelback. Big, big one. Yeah, that's fun. That is fun. I wish I could have done it, but you know, I have duties. Got to host that nasty, nasty. Host that nasty. Do you think they're still gonna have the same security that they had? Like you know, because you made friends with all those guys. Do they change every oh, year? Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, almost really the, the band and everything. Uh, Freddie, the yeah. band leader and stuff, it's always the same guys there in the back. They may have turned over now after COVID and stuff. Who knows? That's I what mean, I'm saying. Canada it's weird. was shut down far more, I think, than we did. Yeah, it's weird to go back to like a thing. You're really like opening up something that you haven't been to pre-COVID. I know. It's also, I feel the worst when like they know you for sure. And you're like, dude, up, remember? We talked about probably music. Eh? 
Everything's got a question mark on it? Oh, yeah, because you were saying about your kids. <laughs> I was excited that Cleopatra made it. I love that venue, and that's where the worst is going to be. Well, you're not shutting down a, a trans bar. Cleopatra's great. It is. It's very fun. It's so fun. Very fun venue. All right, we get it. You guys are trans friendly. I did mushrooms. <laughs> I did mushrooms on Ari's. This is not happening there. Yeah. And uh, bombed. Wow, really? Yeah, because everyone. They're gonna say I took mushrooms so the wieners would look like pussies. I go, they're, and then they're I fucked in. Something. Oh, look, they're Audis. <laughs> That's all they are is Audis. I'm gonna suck this girl's big long pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if all the strip clubs are all. They're definitely closed down, right? Where? Like on that fucking currently. In Montreal? No, I bet they're like, which ones didn't survive COVID, I wonder? I don't know, man. I've never been to a strip club in Montreal. Everybody... You've only been to one strip club in your life. Yeah. You've only been to one? Yeah. yeah, with me. She's one for one, though. Bang the stripper. Hey, pretty that's impressive. pretty cool. I'd stop right there. <laughs> pretty, I'm saying. I not, won strip clubs. Not, yeah, she really yeah. did. She went, fucked stripper first. Yeah, you time. have an undefeated record. Retire. <laughs> yeah. Because the house always wins at the strip club. Didn't see it coming up. I got to tell you, Christine, it was a pretty good pull also in the sense that credit where credit's due. Women go to strip clubs, and they don't all leave no. with a with a chick. It's pretty impressive. That's all I'm saying. Where was group. it? In New York? Philly. Nice. That was the girl that got us back smoking cigarettes the first time. She gave us one a cigarette. I'm like... I'll try heroin if you ask right now. <laughs> Let's just get this going. Dude, when you guys when you guys started smoking cigarettes again in like 2015, and then you would like go hide it from us like we didn't know what you were doing. Well, I can't believe you'd be like, we had oh, the Bonnaroo. The You're like, yeah. I gotta go call Isabella. Christine, come with me while I call Isabella. Everyone kept going like, Jay, you don't love Isabella that much. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, you're like, you're smoke. I asked him, I was like, you guys smoking? He's like, no, dude, I gotta call Isabella. I'll be right back. He goes, oh, dude, you're stressing me out. I have to go call Isabella. <laughs> hilariously, it came out right after that because I was on, I took mushrooms and I was at Kumia's house for 4th of July okay. and Jay wasn't there. He was out of town, but it was like Lewis and I don't know, a bunch of people were there and I just started smoking cigarettes. I was like, I don't know why we're hiding it from our friends. I smoke. <laughs> dude, my favorite smoke. I kept it up though. I go, Christine, I can't believe you're smoking. <laughs> and then you get it alone and you're like, oh my God. Dude, my friend smoked until his 30s and never told his mom. And I was like, do you think she doesn't know? My ex-boyfriend hid it from his mom and I wasn't allowed to smoke right. So it's like we, I could only go like, you know, two, three hours with his mom. And one day it was like five hours. And I mean, I was in a bad mood. I like fell asleep on the couch. Dude, I, <laughs> I couldn't smoke. The second I could I think smoke my grand, home. I think my grandmother, like while she was in one of her stupors while passing away, I think told my mom... That uh, she knows I smoke and like it's, it's fine or whatever like that, but it was just out of no left field nowhere. Well, you smell like smoke. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so she probably smells it on you. When I finally got to smoke at home, I figured the smell of tuna fish coming from you would drown out my smoke smell, and that's oh. coming straight from my grandma's mouth. You said it, honey. Thank you, mom. Mom. What's with your girlfriend's tuna pussy? She has a stinky pussy. She would say, "What." I I love her, Jason. If you love her, I love her. But she's got tuna pussy. <laughs> I know you very well. And I know you love tuna pussy. So you have your yes, fun with did. this harlot. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> when you're smoking so as a teenager, you can. Uh, it's fun to put that in your friend's face when they're like, like I could smoke at my house. Yeah, nothing's better than smoking as a teenager. I feel like I really did it all right. Yeah, you know? and then like, you like smoke as a teenager, a, and then you're like, so uh, cool. 
And then your friends are like, I got to wash my hands. I got to like put cologne on to go home. And you're like, I'm like, I'm smoking in my fucking bedroom. You're I got like, an ashtray. I'm going to smoke a cigarette after dinner. I'd like do the dishes and be like, all right, Trish, I'm going to go rip a candle light. Just be on the back patio smoking a cigarette. How old? 16. Oh, you didn't smoke inside? No. Oh, we smoked inside. No, there was a very strict no weed or cigarettes in the house rule, but that's where the rules ended. Did your mom smoke? She quit when I was like six. Okay. And then she didn't, she hated I smoked cigarettes, but she, the weed thing was like, I don't want you to get in trouble. Right. Which is what all fucking shitty parents who let their kids smoke weed yeah. say. Like, I don't Look, want to get you in trouble. Get your girlfriend pregnant here. I don't want you doing it in some seedy motel <laughs> yeah. where you can get killed or voyeured. Do heroin where the needles are clean, where I can see you inject. But cigarettes, she was like, yeah, what? Like, after my sister died, she was just kind of like, I don't care. Like, you can smoke. And I was like, for real? The, the first time she did that, I was like, pulling out my pack of cigarettes hidden you know like in my yeah, car yeah. where they were hidden and i was like what is this for real i can smoke here now and she's like and she goes no i just wanted you to admit that you were smoking and she brass knuckles you in the face <laughs> just beats me with a fucking blackjack <laughs> just fucking womps on me but then it was awesome because all my friends were like i would just be like oh yeah just fucking smoke a cigarette i'd smoke with like like when her friends would come over and they'd be outside smoking uh-huh. come and toss one in light it up and be like what are you guys talking about taxes <laughs> DJ Lou, how old were you when you started smoking? Uh, 17. Okay. Yeah. Who started first, brother? you or Will? We all started smoking together when we cut church on Sundays and went to the schoolyard to be cool. Classic. Who had cigarettes? Was it just like one of your friends? We Not the Lord from, Jesus Christ. We huh? stole them from our mom, Benson Hedges Gold. Shout Extra out Benson long. and Hedges, dude. Wow. Some BH Gold? Classy. I used to smoke, this kid- uh, I didn't know you came from money, Lou. <laughs> yeah, really? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> I don't show it, do I? Oh, oh boy, I couldn't tell. I didn't know you had a gate in front of your house. <laughs> the Lewitskis? Yeah, the dub, big W that opens Le- up. Lewitsky? <laughs> The sixth grader when I was in eighth Lewis. grade. Lewis. Oh, Lewis. Where did my pension and hinges go? <laughs> um, this sixth grader, when we were like in eighth grade, and my friend Byron and I would go to this secret place by our bus stop to smoke cigarettes, he would steal a Salem light and a Marlboro light, one from his mom, one from his stepdad, every morning. And then he'd come to my house and do the fist out thing, and you'd hit. If you got the Salem light, you were like, fuck. But if you got the Marlboro light, you're like, going to be a good day. And then we'd go. I started on Salem lights. Damn, dude, you are down with black people. Salem got me, dude. Uh, I won their contest, and then they gave me cartons of cigarettes, and I was like, I'm going to try smoke. <laughs> really? Yeah. How old are you? Like 20. 22? <laughs> Crazy. Is that nuts? Crazy. <laughs> Who starts smoking at 22? 22. I like, at 22, I knew I was like, I have to quit this. Like, this yeah. is crazy. My girlfriend broke My girlfriend broke up with me, and I was like, and I had, I had two cases of cartons of cigarettes. You should have sold that shit. Me and Jay started smoking like the same year. He's eight years older than me. That's yeah, funny. That is funny. You guys clocking in at the same year. Fucking, we both started in 01. That's so funny. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's so fucking funny. They gave me the cartons and then my girlfriend broke out with me and I was like, who am I going to be now in the world? I guess I can do whatever now. You know what I mean? And I was like, I had these cigarettes. So I was like, Remember the guy who sits outside and rips butts? Like, see David Tell doing that out there. Looks pretty cool. And, uh, and yeah, I just. Did started. you do a thing where, like, before you smoked it where you're like, come on, pussy. Here we go. One, two, three. Uh, <laughs> I remember getting that, like, lightheaded feeling. The thing it was, like, pretty cool. Getting a buzz? Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, nicotine buzz. Sick the first time you inhaled. The no. first time I inhaled a cigarette, like I had to like get through it. Yeah, because you were a child. Yeah, me too. I, I was, was a 12. Form- <laughs> I was a fully formed brain adult. I got made I got made fun of for not 
inhaling and yeah. so i had to go home and like practice inhaling <laughs> dude i was so bad i think until my mid-20s by the way or maybe even like close to 30 i still i might still when i inhale when i tuck the puff off the cigarette i go like blow my cheeks Me too. up still. I, I well i used to do that i, I would put it in my mouth and so i go yeah i get a big it'd uh, be a two-step process why the hell would you do that i don't know my, I, dude, cousin, that's my cousin vicky used to make fun of me all the time because i you fill your mouth yeah and then you that's yeah, exactly how I used to yeah, smoke. Yeah, me too. You could just send it straight down the chute without doing chipmunk cheeks. I don't know, but you don't do chipmunk cheeks. You just go. That's because you don't enjoy it anymore, Lou. You're just doing it to not get the shakes. <laughs> Dude, when I, I remember loving watching my dad smoke cigarettes, uh, you know, when I saw him, and he would blow, I've said this before, he'd blow smoke out of his nose and mouth and yeah. they would connect. And just like watching from the side when I'd be in his car and I'd watch him do that, I'd be like, that's fucking badass. So, or or get one out of the pack, the soft pack, oh, by, yeah. by nobody like siding it ac- oh. across your finger and like, pulling it out, pop it, pulling yeah. it out with the corner of your mouth, and then lighting it while he's driving. And he's like Rolls. saying in mid sentence. But when when I was twelve, we were behind McFrugal's. Shout out Chambers and Hamden, and um, Jason Poyle had like McFrugal. Yeah, McFrugal's. What did they have? It was there? like a dollar store. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. McFrugal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> McFrugal. Damn, they, made it, they made it racist Irish. <laughs> They're like, this is for all you poor mix. Yeah. yeah it should have been called, it should have been called McKikes. <laughs> yeah. They go, fuck <laughs> it. They go, dirty potatoes. <laughs> they don't like that. They don't like us calling it dirty potatoes. Hi, uh, everyone. Welcome to McBergs. Yeah. Hey, what's up? So they, um, <laughs> but we had, they had like Marlboro Lights, and I remember they were like, we're going to smoke. And it was like seventh grade boys, you know, and they're like, do you smoke soda? And I was like, no. And like, you should try it. And I was like, are you guys trying it? And I remember doing like the, and I and I I didn't do the mouthful pull. I did the like that. Yeah. And then I coughed, got a buzz, and then loved cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> it was like Maybe instantly. Like look, because you're all telling me when I smoked, I, I tried it when I was a kid. I hated it, and that was it. I hate I. But you will like have to. When work I was a kid, it. I hated it. When I tried when I was yeah. a kid, I hated it. When I when I got I through the once. buzz, when I got through like the the nausea and the, feeling sick and like well, you're why up. I just <laughs> fucking loved it, and then. I did. I gotta say, when I loved it out of the gates. The, the author, he's like, finally. So he's like, I. Fi-, it was like that's what I'm supposed to do with my hands. Yeah. Like I had no oh idea. My God, and then I there were cigarettes. It. And but I, but I it just you, you just connect. You're like, oh, this is what was missing from my life. I thought yeah, I told. I'm fascinated with that. Oh my moment. Like, well, I'll tell awesome. you, I, I don't remember <laughs> when I had mine. I really don't because, and I've said this, I think, on the show before too. My first somewhere between four six months of smoking. I was oh, I know, training yeah. myself like to on the, smoke. So uh, on the on I, the drive, I, right? I still I, I never drive the Jersey Turnpike without going uh, exit fifteen. Uh, well, fourteen when you get on. Okay, fourteen when you get on. Nine, six, three, uh, which is when I get off is three. Yeah, and then like mm-hmm. one more driving around the neighborhood before I parked and went into my mom's what, house. What part? Did, at what point did you feel hooked? I don't remember. You don't remember that. Somewhere around the time that I was uh, started dating Carla. Okay. And that's when you were like, I need to smoke. Like when Carla met me, she would have told you I was like a heavy smoker. And you were, but I hadn't even found my brand officially yet. Oh, my God. I started at Marlboro. I, can you go down your brands? 
yeah. from when you were a kid. Started at Marlboro Reds. I started at Marlboro Reds. That's moved, what my dad smoked. Yeah, my, I smoked Reds from like 15 to 18. I That's why you guys had gravelly fucking 11-year-old voices. That's why you guys sound like jazz musicians when you were 11. When, when did you pick up the sax? Oh, you know what? I think I'm going to drop out of school. This is Christine, by the way. You ever, you ever worked with Red Tail? That some bitch still owes me some money in a meal. You've been listening to Sirius XM's Bonfire. New episodes every Tuesday through Friday mornings and full shows always on Sirius XM. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and... Producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.